I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9to5er turned top-producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're gonna tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Scott, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm excited to chat. Hey, thank you for having me. The pleasure's all mine. So for those who have not met you yet, can you share a little bit about your story? We've been chatting off air. We've had a lot of fun, but I want to make sure that that our dear listeners are are geared up and ready for this conversation as we are. Of course, of course. Well, for everyone listening, I'm Scott Saxton. I'm a loan officer at Neighborhood Loans out here uh, in our office in Chandler, Arizona. Um, Got into business about four years ago and uh, have been a part of coaching and out here kind of building a business with I think it what is some some good success and some good numbers going upwards so happy to chat about how we got here and uh, what we're doing these days yeah I, I love that well well why don't you you why don't you share a little bit about that what are you guys doing what's your scope of work doing and and how has that changed in the last year as the market is is starting to shift a little bit and and I will preface this because we have people listening from across the country, one thing that I'm really interested in is, is you and I just happen to be in the same market. Um, we in the Phoenix area are seeing a shift more drastically than other parts of the country, but that's only because yes. we tend to feel those pressures first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what I'm really excited to cover is a little bit about like how you might've experienced that and what other agent partners you're working with are feeling too, and mm-hmm. how you guys are kind of mitigating that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's um, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot of information. Everyone's a little unsure. You know, you're hearing words like uh, shifting markets, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean too much to most people. So we're in a time right now uh, that I think is a, a great, great opportunity where we get to actually get back to thinking about our businesses. Um, you know, the last couple of years, interest rates were were low. Everyone was moving to uh, this part of the country and it was super easy to find buyers and the payments were low and all that. Now, you know, we're getting back to a point where um, we've got to think about it a little bit more. And uh, one of the major, major pieces that we've noticed so far is just educating your borrower, uh, educating your buyer and, you know, having a good partner and being able to educate each other, like let each other know what is going on. What are you seeing and how are we going to react to it? I love that. So, so what is that conversation looking like for you? I guess we can start on the client side when, when you're talking to clients, what are some of the like hesitancies and fears that you're hearing and how are you walking them through that? Yeah. um, There's, there's a lot 
there's a lot of fears from buyers right now. I mean, primarily one of the first things that they're going to hear and see headlines are, are interest rates. You know, other things that they're going to see is, uh, you know, potential recession coming mm-hmm. and some of these other items. So those are both really, really loaded topics. I mean, interest rates are much, much more complex than just a number. Even when you hear the Fed. And, and can I ask about that a little bit? Sure. Because it is so complex. Mm-hmm. What would you say their their understanding is on how that's going to impact them at first? Is that like a big education point where you have to actually explain to them why it matters that high interest rates are a big thing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's almost the first talking point just about every time. It's almost from my experience, I am a lender and I'm hearing about rates a little more from the clients, but that's one of the first things. And they're thinking it's going to directly affect my payment. Um, they're also getting all sorts of headlines about, you know, the Fed was talking just today and saying, hey, rates are going to go up. But it is so much more complicated than that. And, you know, it's it's important that when you have buyers to invite those questions, we found and open a conversation because it's not quite as simple as the Fed comes out and says they're raising rates. And then every single rate from every investor and every mortgage program is also going to raise. In fact, the last time the same day they announced a raise, we saw improvements on rates. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, we, we've we noticed that it's just, it's taking a little more time and that's what your client deserves is a little more time to educate them on what's going on. Rates are one thing, you know, but the economy and the market, it's another very, very complex thing. You know, we may have more inventory in this area now, but we also have an influx of people still moving from, you know, the coast. So it, you've got to be a little bit more dynamic with your borrower and talk them through all of the factors that are that are going to play into um, rates, payments, and market. Because one headline about rates going up doesn't necessarily mean that payments are going up. Or right. one, one article about the uh, market slowing down or inflation doesn't mean that everything's going to come to a grinding halt and prices are going to drop 50%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's important too, because our consumers right now are literally hit with a fire hose of information. They're getting most of it on social media or TikTok or Instagram. So I can imagine helping them discern between what is actually relevant and what's just like clickbait is probably an important part of that too. How how about with your agent partners? So you you know, on the lending side, you, you're kind of in a unique situation where you are looking to attract like borrowers, but also real estate agents to partner with as well. So, so what kind of challenges are they coming to you with? Um, the, the challenges, I mean, first and foremost, for, for a lot of our referral partners, it's just the number of leads. And it goes back to what we we're just talking about. They're Folks are a little more nervous and it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to have questions, but because of that, they're not actively out there automatically excited and searching you out. So we've had to talk with a lot of our referral partners about what we're going to do and how we're going to go search those people out. How are we going to open up conversations? Um, Some of the best, best ways is just going back to fundamentals, in my opinion. I mean, if you have a listing or have access to listings that you can host open houses in, it's one of the best, best ways to be there, meet a couple at the open house and actually have 10, 20, 30 minutes sometimes to talk through some of these things with them. And I think if you're 
taking those sort of action steps, getting out in the world and meeting people face to face, you'll find that people are maybe a little less fearful of the market and buying once they've had an opportunity to get some things off the chest. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting too because a lot of times when I'm talking to real estate agents, they're like, "But, but I'm struggling with what to say." Because beyond the initial pleasantries, I just kind of say, "Well, there's the house," and then I don't know how to start a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, "That, that is a challenge." So, like, yeah. have you heard that too? And how are you helping helping agents through that? Yeah. So, I mean, we we have a process here when the way that we work with our referral partners. And I think this speaks to just making sure that you investigate your partners that you're going to work with and that they they work well for you. Um, so when a lot of my clients, I'll, I'll tell them, hey, folks are going to be afraid right now. They're going to love the house that, that you're standing in with them, but bouncing around in their head, they're worried about that payment, whether or not they're going to qualify. So I, I let people know, hey, just get their number and say, I'm going to have my lender call. He's just calling you to answer some questions. And we start out, we start out our whole process that way. And we take it all the way through where, um, you know, the whole time we're educating them on the process and then relaying that information back to you and, and how they're feeling and having a, being congruent or parallel with each other and, and having that communication working well with a referral partner is what's going to generate, I think, the real success that you can see over the next 12 months, which is going to be having happy clients that you closed on and the ability for current and past client referrals. Yeah. And and you're mentioning the the term partner quite a bit. I want to talk mm-hmm. about that relationship between you and another like referral agents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes when I'm talking, especially with newer agents who are still kind of getting their sea legs under them, mm-hmm it's so important for them to find a really great lender. And it was like the the number one thing, the first thing that, that we did when my husband and I got into business. Um, and depending on where you might be regionally or in the country or just, you know, what the culture is like in your real estate community, Mm -hmm. some agents have a lot of challenges finding really great lender partners. And sometimes I'll hear, well, they just won't even give me the time of day or they won't even schedule an appointment with me. And I don't know if maybe that means they're just not reaching out to the right ones or if they're not doing it the right way. So how does a relationship like that usually start from your perspective? Well, le- lending is kind of uh lending's the wild west. So you never know exactly what you're going to get from lenders. There's no there's no real rule book on how you should run your business as a lender. I guess it's the same for agents, right? <laughs> right, right. So so you need you need to investigate that. And, you know, there's there's a lot of ways to go find it. I think uh some lenders are active on social media and you might just get a hint there that hey, th- I like this person. I like the way they talk. Go go ahead and and reach out to them. Um you know, there's uh, whatever service you use to look up, you know, numbers of closings, or maybe you've just heard someone's name around. Uh, that, that's a good way. But probably my favorite is is doing a buddy lunch. So taking someone who you you really trust in your brokerage, ask them, hey, who are you using? Who's taking really good care of you? Can can we set up a lunch with them? I'm sure the lender would be thrilled to, to meet up with a new new realtor. But you've had that person who's, you know, gone through the paces and been able to test them on some transactions. So, um, you know, ask around whether you're in a coaching program or you have a mentor at your brokerage, go go to that person and and get a suggestion. And don't be afraid to 
to let them know how you intend to run your business and and yeah. what you expect from them. You know, you can treat that like an interview and you don't have to go with the first person. There's a lot of lenders and and a lot of partners in in other places that um, that do things very, very differently. So there is someone who will exist out there that, that you're going to jive with and you'll be able to grow together. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So, mm -hmm. so from your perspective, once you make a connection with an agent and you guys hit it off and you're like, okay, cool, this is great. What does that relationship look like long-term? Like how do you look for ways to support the real estate agent community? Um, those partners in, in particular. Yeah. So when, when I meet a new realtor, if, if someone were calling me or we were setting up a lunch, I mean, the first thing we would do is dive into the numbers in your business and see how you're getting your business, what it's looked like so far and what your plans are. And one of the benefits of being a lender is that I get to work with a lot of realtors. And so I, over the years, pick up the things that do work. So we can give uh, maybe a, a little bit of a prescription for certain areas of your business and start working on it together. You know, maybe the quality of your leads isn't good enough, or maybe you're not getting, you're able to talk to people, but you're not converting them over well or um, anything in between. So we always start there, but then in the long term, I mean, we do at minimum yearly reviews, but, but for a lot of our agents, quarterly reviews where we're looking at the business, how did we improve, you know, track the numbers, what what worked, what didn't work, and what are we going to adjust for this next quarter? And, um, you know, I think that's important to find a lender who does that. And they're, they are out there, the ones that want to invest in your business and they want to see your success because that's a, that directly reflects on them. You know, you again, you both grow together. Yeah. And it's funny because you, you mentioned they want to invest in your business when they're a good partner, right? There's yeah. so many ways that you can invest in that partnership. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like the co-marketing, although that is no. helpful from time to time when, when both parties feel that it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, and, but, but there's also just having a level of like another pair of eyes or the camaraderie mm -hmm. or the accountability yes. because from, from the agent perspective, it's so lonely. Like talk about the wild, wild west. Yeah. Like, like sometimes we, we can go, we can go months, you know, without having meaningful interactions on somebody who's like on our side of the mm -hmm. business. Right. Yeah. Um, so having that support community is so important, right? Absolutely. And I, you made a great point because, I mean, if you think about it, you can be out there closing deals and if you're running with whatever the first pre-qualification was or whatnot, you're going to go through struggles on files. I mean, we all know that some of them just get a little bit difficult. And when you do have a good lending partner, mm -hmm. that person's working with you on all those deals. You You can you get better over time because as you go through some hurdles or some challenges, you get to talk about it together. You can commiserate even a little bit, <laughs> but you also, after a while, will find that you start kind of speaking a second language. You know, it's almost telepathic. You know what the other one's going to do before the other one does it. And yeah. your transactions get easier. You, you find a little bit better work-life balance because you have, both of you can lean on each other. So how do you articulate that to a client? So say I get a referral and they're coming in and they're like, oh yeah, I, I just, you know, online did a quick do, 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 and like found a little quote online. Mm -hmm. My first thing is always like, like, let's get a couple of opinions and at mm -hmm. least give my guy a shot, that kind of situation. Yeah. So how do you, how do you coach real estate agents to 
make that connection with the borrower in that instance in a way that's not steering or unethical? Um, there's probably a lot of ways people do it. I am so casual in the way that I run my business because people are, are nervous. You know, they think of the lender as the finance guy. They think that they're going to give you their social and a big red stop sign is going to come up on the screen. It's like, no, you're, you're done forever. Um, so for, for me, it's all starting from just, you know, compassion and information and letting them know like, Hey, I, I'm going to have my lender reach out to you he or she is one of the best and they're just calling to answer your questions. You can, your job right now is to shop around and find who you want to use, who you believe is the best lender. But I believe my guy's the best and he's just going to answer some of your questions, see what he has to say. And if you'd like to, it might be a good way of moving forward. I found that people, people like that much, much better. And you know, if they've gone online or they have some pre-qualification that they can't tell you anything about the loan officer or anything, um, they, they're already nervous. Just the fact yeah. that they don't know them or they haven't, they don't have someone basically on speed dial that they can call or text with questions about their loan. Um, you, you're almost doing them a disservice, not connecting them with the person that you trust because, and that will come up later on in the transaction in some crazy way when they don't feel they've been taken care of or something wasn't mentioned and it might not be nefarious, but it, it will probably feel that way to your client. Yeah, that's true. And and what happens when they do come with another pre-qualification from another lender? Mm -hmm. um, this was actually a question that we got in our community recently where she had two separate situations where clients came pre-qualified she didn't really um, either she didn't get the opportunity or she just didn't take that extra step to try to get that second opinion. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being, you know, just garbage fires yeah, <laughs> because yeah, the lenders yeah. hadn't done their due diligence yes. and underwriting was a mess. Right. From the agent's perspective, you know, the, the client's going to do what the client's going to do. Mm -hmm. What kind of communication can we be having upfront with the lender in that instance to make sure that we are protecting the transaction? Because at the end of the day, it's going to blow back on us. Yeah, well, this is such a great conversation. And like, I love talking about building these, these relationships between your partners, because as you build that relationship, I have referral partners where they've got someone who wants to move super quick. They've got the pre-qualification. It's the house is ready. Like they mm -hmm. want to offer on it this very minute. And, you know, they have some questions or they're a little unsure or something. I'm still available for my partners to answer those questions or let them know, hey, maybe you need to go to this lender or even bring these up to your borrowers. These little sticking points. This is what you should be looking out for. So you don't, there's a lot of benefit. If Like we don't have to get the loan in order to still benefit you. Again, it's, mm -hmm. it's all about you growing and your business being successful as the realtor. So, um, you know, the answer is, is going to be different though. If, if you really do want to make sure that they talk to your lender and that, that answer is going to come probably with building that relationship. I mean, your, your lender's going to have some unique products and items and things for your market that they will get you educated and up to date on so that you can relay those to your clients. So you may not have an answer right as you're developing this relationship, but that is one of the benefits over time. As you guys deepen that you're going to know, you know, for example, they have their, 17 day closing guarantee, or they can do a bridge loan and give you the 
the down payment from your house you haven't sold yet. You know, some of those items, as you get to know your lender, you'll you'll have those all in your tool belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a little bit is just having those conversations and a little bit of just like learning through experience. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. How often are you talking to your agents um, and just kind of like talking about the market or talking about changes, that kind of stuff? Because like for us, we're talking to our, our lenders constantly, right? Like, and, and part of that is because our clients are using them, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so we're already in conversation yeah. and stuff, but I feel like a lot of times I'm always putting myself into the shoes of an agent who's got nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them out there right now. Yes. Right. And so if you've got nothing going on, and your lender's got some time. Why are you guys not meeting up once a week or every other week just to talk about the market, compare notes and see what the other is seeing, you know? Yeah, it's it's crucial. And I mean, to answer the question, I would say all it feels like 24 hours a day. So yeah. like all all we do is talk to our referral partners. You know, there's everything is always changing. And then see, it's the only way that we've had success is we're always sharing information and then listening and receiving information. Um, and, you know, we we have found for certain ones, like as they get busier working with us and they have more transactions, your time's taken up, you're out driving around and showing houses. So it, the very simple answer is you sit down for one coffee meeting or a lunch or a place you let you guys like to go mm-hmm. and just set the next date for the next yeah. month, you know? So there's a lot of people where we'll, we'll do it monthly, you know, we'll sit down and powwow and then, those groups tend to get a little bit bigger over time, you know, but um, I, I think it's crucial. I think it's crucial to sit with your partners and just talk about the business and the market at, occasionally at whatever interval that might be, you know, not not just when you have the file or just when they need the addendum for your closing or something. You know, you want to make yeah. sure that you have someone that you can talk to yeah, it's funny because um, I feel like, and maybe this is just me because I've been in my own little bubble a little bit, and I'm I'm a very introverted person. Um, so so this stuff, like this, even this conversation, none of this comes naturally for me. I just had a lot of conversations with people, and so so hopefully I don't make a fool out of myself. I think I've like got it at this point, <laughs> <laughs> but but a lot of people over the last two years, I feel like, are not going out. And doing that kind of thing and getting those face-to-faces. And part of it might just be from habit, from so many restrictions that we've had to doing that since the pandemic and, and just other related um, conditions like that. Um, but I feel like it, it's time. Like, like there are so, this is not the time to be chained to your desk. And yeah. especially when things start shifting, it's all about the face-to-faces and the conversations. And that's advice as much for, as for me as anybody, because again, like that stuff, I would rather rock, walk on nails <laughs> than, yeah. than yeah. do, but it's, but it's so crucial to do for your business. How are you? Are, I mean, do you agree? Are you seeing that too? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I built my business on going out and just being mm-hmm. around town. And I mean, so I didn't quite know what I was doing at that point. But just the power of being out there and going to places that probably wouldn't have anyone would have thought would have brought me business ended up bringing me business. You know, um, I ran into, for example, the superintendent of a school district. And you might typically think, oh, well, she's not buying a house right now, so I'm going to move on to the next thing. Well, that blossomed into a great partnership with their Mm -hmm. school district where we link them up with our referral partners and we help all their staff get into homes. So um, I had no, no business 
going out and, and driving around and just moseying around town, but there is a power in that. And, you know, that's probably not the best way to put it, moseying around, but at, just, as long as you're out there, you're going to be running into real people. You'll mm -hmm. be able to answer questions. And more importantly, they're going to know that you are who you are and that you do what you do. Yeah, it's a good point. Are you seeing um, or are you working with any agents right now or just like even on your own where um, you've tried any fun like marketing initiatives or in-person events or anything like that, that that have been fun? Anything you can share? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've we've done a few things. Um, you know, we try to make it more fun than just like a happy hour. I feel like <laughs> everyone's been to a thousand happy hours. Let's not knock the happy hours, but, though. I mean, it's tried and true. They are great, but <laughs> we are technically still doing happy hours. But we try to we try to expand them a little bit. So mm -hmm. when we do something, it'll be an event where you bring, uh, you know, you bring your tradesmen bring bring your pest control guy or your painter or your inspector or something and start linking up a bunch of people because it it's um, getting everyone together in that same way where we're just meeting face to face um, another another great one that I heard of some folks doing recently was they sat down at a coffee shop picked a small one very local to their neighborhoods they were looking at and they bought everyone who walked in the door a coffee and they just had a table set up to answer any questions about the market. I love, love that idea because you know, it's leisurely. Folks are going into their cute little coffee shop and they have yeah. a little time and that little question that they've been wondering about, like I had a collection four years ago. Can, does that mean I can't buy a house? Well, they can ask you, you know, yeah. and they'll kind of feel compelled to because you just bought them their coffee. But you know what I love about that too? So like, say you do that and say you do have some really great conversations, even if it's only like five or 10 conversations mm -hmm. and you get asked some questions that you haven't gotten asked before, mm -hmm. even if you don't necessarily generate a lead in that moment, you have done something super important and that is educating yourself on what consumers in your area. And I hate the word consumers, but that's, you know, whatever, what homeowners and potential mm -hmm. homeowners are thinking in your area and it helps you with those conversations. And that's going to trickle down into your marketing across mm -hmm. every other channel that you are putting stuff out. And it's going to improve your conversions because you'll have an understanding of actually, I mean, you said it best sales are a thing again. We didn't have to mm -hmm. sell for the last two years. We we just kind of had to facilitate. Yes. And now as real objections are coming back, especially mm -hmm. for newer agents who haven't had to deal with, like, I remember what it was like to have listings on the market for six mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. going to be back there <laughs> yeah. soon, right? It feels like it anyway. Right. So, so now that we're going to have actual real objections to deal with, this is the time to be understanding what those are so that we can prepare on how to overcome them. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that that is so such a brilliant thing that you said, like, and, and part of the reason that I love you're talking about getting out there, just getting out into the real world, because yeah, you, you, you may go out 10 days in a row and not get a lead, but you're, you're going to learn things. And those things are going to benefit you when opportunity knocks and someone has that same question. You've had some time to think about it. You know, that it's on the forefront of a bunch of people's minds in your community. So I, yeah, I, I absolutely love that. You can't fail um, by just, just going out there and being part, part of the world. I love that. I love that. So, so I know you have a little bit of a, a social um, presence going on for those who want to take the conversation further or learn more about your business. How, the, how can they reach you? Yeah. Well, um, 
all of my information is on our website. It's closedwithsaxton.com. So close like you're closing alone with Saxton, S-A-X-T-O-N.com. And you can find us on our Instagram. We're constantly monitoring that. Um, the handle there is also closed with Saxton. So um, yeah, feel, feel free to reach out in the same way I would coach you up on sending leads over to us. Like we are really friendly and nice and super accessible. So even if you're in a different state than me um, outside of Arizona, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions or give you some pointers or let you know if I can tip you off to a lender in your area. Super cool. Thanks so much. I, I loved this conversation, Scott. This was super fun, but I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.